the second annual Girls Rising Game Changer Awards, honoring Grammy winner Paula Cole, will be held Friday night, June 21st, at my father's place at the Rosalind Hotel in Rosalind, New York, featuring an exclusive performance by Grammy nominee Sophie B. Hawkins, as well as music from Antigone Rising and Lucy Kaplansky. Girls Rising scholarships will be awarded, and a one-of-a-kind auction will take place. For ticket information, go to girlsrising.org. Hi, everyone. This is Kristen Henderson um, from Antigone Rising. Welcome to the podcast, Hanging with Hendo, episode six. Today is really exciting episode because I've got two of the original members of Antigone Rising on the line. Um, I've got, I mean, how, are, how do I even introduce you two? It's Susanna Bolsky. <laughs> I mean, what do you say? Susanna Bolsky and Pepe, Penelope Coquinas Sanborn. The mouthful, yes. It is. <laughs> it's never been easy to say your name, but we really just call you Peppy. Or That's Pep, right. Pep. And, uh, you know, this is like, what a trip, right? Can you guys believe it's like, here we are. So thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. Of course. Hi, guys. Hi, Suzanne. So, um, Suzanne, you're calling in from where are you? Um, right now I'm in Athens, New York. Yeah. In and the boondocks. Pep, where are you? I am in the lovely country burb where I live uh, in you, Simsbury, Connecticut. Simsbury, that's where yeah. you grew up. It's where I grew up, and I ended up moving back here. That's um, so sweet. It is sweet. But um, it is sweet. It is sweet. I'm 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 cloistered in my um, quote unquote office room here, and um, the rest of the family may or may not be heard at some point yeah. on this. They're all welcome. Everyone's welcome. Not really. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're like, eh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, maybe not by you, but um, this podcast. They're all, you know, speaking of the family, they're all very excited. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, about the upcoming festival. You know, which brings me. Let's get just get right to it. Actually, so we're yeah. doing a, a reunion show with the original members of Antigone Rising. There were there are four original members. It's me and my sister Kathy and Suzanne and Pep, and so, um. You know, and obviously, I guess you could ask, like, why on earth are we are the four original members not still the members of the band? And I mean, we don't need to get too hard hitting right out of the gate. But, you know, really what happened, we were together for about 10 years. I mean, if 1988, I would even say, even though we weren't Antigone Rising until 1992. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Yes. But in, you know, 1998, I used to, 1988, I would come up to Bucknell from high school and play in the band with Peppy and Kathy. And, uh, yep. Right. We at Bucknell university, that's just that's for the, where we all met. That's where we all met. Right. Except for Chris and Kathy, of course. And right. right Chris and Kathy met at home, we did, <laughs> but we met at Bucknell and started a fabulous band in college called mistress, which was, just such a great name for <laughs> it really all, all female cover band in college in the late eighties. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have to be honest in 1988, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what a mistress was. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, I didn't. I find that surprising. I, I don't know. <laughs> what does that I, mean? <laughs> it just, I didn't know. I thought that it was just like a, like a, 
sexy woman or something. I, I didn't realize yes. it was. Yes. I think it's a great name. I think someone out there should, should start a band with yes. that name. It is a great name. Well, I yeah. think it's ironic, though, that we went from mistress to then Antigone, who's like this fierce That's true. feminist. Like, right. Well, I think we, we you know, changed with the times, right? Yeah. I mean. Um... <laughs> and Peppy, if I'm not mistaken, did you name both bands? Who named us mistress? I don't, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't remember. Yeah. I remember, I remember, I remember, wait. I remember that Kathy came up with another name for mistress and we didn't like it. What or was we it? Or um, hilarious, whatever it was. Oh God. It was like, um, oh, I wish she was on the call. Mm. I'll think of it after we're done. All right. All right. But anyway, um, yeah, and then Antigone Rising came later after, I don't know, we'd all matured and... and um, well, you and me took that English tragedy course with Professor yes. Orbison, and you played Antigone in the play, and then you I, and I read Antigone. I did. I was a, I was a theater major and, and an English major, and uh, I did play Antigone. It was a great role, and I learned a lot about her as a person, <laughs> and I just thought it was a cool name. As a person, I just you know, <laughs> did character research. We really got to know each other. Really deep, so, deep, deep research. But um, so then we, yeah, then then in when we were all back in New York after grads, I, after college and starting jobs, that's when we started to get we we all we all landed in New York and started mm -hmm. Antigone Rising. Right. So, so you know, really, just a really quick wild fun, unbelievable fact that I don't know if it's ever really been made public, but <laughs> Peppy, you were uh, in Wisconsin in graduate school. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. And then, so Kathy and Suzanne and I were getting together and working on stuff, working on songs, but we, right. knew, we knew we wanted a front person. We needed you, but you weren't available. And so if you remember, if you remember at the time I was living with Sharon Nichols, Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, Sharon was working at a hula hands. Mm -hmm. And Sharon was like, well, there's a hostess at hula hands who is a singer. And she reminds me so much of Peppy. Um, and she wants to join a band. And so Kathy, Suzanne and I got together with this girl a few times yeah. Yeah. before you came back. And that girl, her name was Susan Catanzaro. And we met with her three or four times, and then she disappeared to L.A., never to be heard from again. She took your sweatshirt. She took my sweatshirt, and she took the lyrics. <laughs> she took all the lyrics to the Bitter song, and I think it was the only place I had them written down. And no way. Yeah, and then thank God we had them memorized. But then, you know, you left the band when you did in 1998. Then we sort of spiraled for a year with a couple of singers that didn't work out. And then in 1999, we get this phone call from our manager saying, there's this girl in L.A. who's coming to New York and we think and her manager wants her to join the band. Her name, she says she was in the, a band with you already. And her name is Cassidy. And Kathy and I are like, we don't know anybody named Cassidy. And lo and behold, it was Susan Catanzaro, Cassidy. <laughs> That's a true story. Yeah, I know. I remember you telling me that. That's a crazy, bizarre story. Anyway, that being said. That's weird. And we'll just leave it at that. Sorry. Anyway. So the, sto the story ends even better in that Kristen finally was reunited with her Bucknell sweatshirt. Exactly. Exactly. Thank goodness for that. And that was important. Anyway, it's an important detail. So, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, our 10 years together, though, you know, we were the, you know, we're the reason. I do believe that it was our bond that kept Antigone rising together. I never imagined in a million years that we would ever be without you guys. And uh, I remember when Pepe left. You remember that conversation, Suzanne? Where were we? I don't know. Where were we? We, we were at that Rainbow Cafe. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't called Rainbow. What was that coffee oh. shop on Christopher Street? It was called. That's what it was called. Was, was it? Rainbow Cafe? Was that? that's such a that's such a name for a cafe? I don't know why that came, I don't know why that came flying into my mind. But usually, I don't. I know it's a funny name. I, but it was a really. Yeah, it was I on Christopher Street across. It was from on the, Christopher Street across yeah. from the Lucille Lortel Theater, I believe. Right, right. Yeah, and uh, and when Peppy said she was leaving, I remember like kind of getting dizzy, thinking, <gasps> "That's it, it's over." Like I never could imagine. I mean, really, you, Pep, and Kathy were really the the leaders of the band, at least at that point. And the thought of either one of you going, I just figured, well, that's the end of that. And I think the reason, too, is that we had been shopped already everywhere. And yeah. I don't want to say passed on, even though I guess we were passed on, but I guess we had some demo deal offers. Like, it wasn't over, but it was pretty over. I mean, you know, yeah. we weren't, we weren't going to be shopped again, at least mm -hmm. not for a while. And well, uh, as I remember it, too, we uh, were coming to a, a crossroads that we were going to, at that time, we were all, we all had day jobs. Right. And yeah. We were coming to a, a crossroads that we were going to have to quit our day jobs and go on the road if we were going to build a college base. And, oh, right, right, right. Um, and, I, and that was happening all at the same time as well. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was a complicated time. It was. Yeah. I apologize for the barking dogs, but um, there's actually a piano being moved into my house right now. Oh, that's right? fun. That's fun. <laughs> it's convenient. And so the dogs are attacking the movers. But anyway, Excellent. so if you hear them, I apologize. But right. So there was that happening too. Yeah. And I, I remember when you left, though, I really didn't think that it was possible. There was no other you, in my opinion. No. I, and I still believe it. I thought you were the greatest lead singer, the greatest front woman. You were awesome. You are awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And you'll see that yeah. again next week. Thank well, you. And I always really idolized you. I mean, I remember when I was in high school and Kathy was like, well, there's this great singer that we have for this band and we need you to come up and drum. And she's like, her name's Peppy. Like, I didn't even need to see a picture or know anything else. Like, your name was Peppy. I just, <laughs> I, like, I already. It's going to work. Her name is Peppy. Yeah. I already idolized you just for the name alone. And then when I met you, it was like total hero worship. Like well, the, the best part, the best part of the early days, right? was you know just how hungry we were and dreaming like we had mm. such like the dreams i'm sitting here because i am the keeper of the antigone rising scrapbook which i took on myself to make during all those years oh, good thing and i know i can't i'm gonna i'm gonna bring it but anyway um it's great because it's a really it's a really kind of uh high schooly looking scrapbook because I, I apparently I apparently attacked a Rolling Stone magazine and like the Village Voice and I cut out like you know how you cut out um headlines and words and then I um I put them in there so it's like now playing and then it's like into picture of us oh yeah, and, yeah. uh <laughs> it's like another smash hit and then it's like the cover of our um uh 
cassette and so and I have all the, I love it cover by that uh, and yeah, yeah. our first our first release yes. was on cassette <laughs> and um it was a like an EP basically but um yeah so I'm looking through this and it's just we were both creative you know all 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 embracing the creativity of of kind of forming this band but also we were all business people we're all trying to like yeah smart about it which has never changed with Antigone Rising as in the current form as well like it's it we were very you know determined to make things happen and and you guys have you know it's continued well back in those days if you remember we were like one of the very first bands I mean to ever have a website people didn't even know what the (laughs) internet was remember Mm -hmm. the our url was like some crazy thing. It was like www.earthlink.net slash. Right. <laughs> and then it was like Teal Day. And then it was like Antigone Rising with no vowels after that. And we had, remember Noah built us a website. Oh, Noah, yes. So, and we would tell people, oh, if you want to see our upcoming dates, you can go to the website. People were like, what? <laughs> we didn't even know what that meant, you know? We're really, we're really dating ourselves because that's it's true. Right. I, it was before, I mean, honestly, I used to, make our flyers at my day job. Yeah. That's out. right. That's right. You copy. Have Different board. colored paper. I just want to shout out to um, Lawrence Zerinsky Associates. <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Well, you know, and we would put stamps on the postcards. Yeah. Yeah. We, we would do a monthly mailing. Rehearsal. Yeah. At I mean, rehearsal and put stamps on postcards. Right. Oh, my God. Rehearsal. We used to rehearse. Where was the room? Jeff at you. Um, uh, sound. Uh, sound. Oh my god, what's wrong with us? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. It's probably wait, wait, hold on. Let me just look in the scrapbook. Yeah, look in the sure scrapbook. Um, Please refer to your scrapbook, page seventeen. So, <laughs> let's just talk about those moments when, when we like the big, the big moments. I think there was a few of them, but like, mm-hmm. remember when we got the gig at the back fence? Yes, that was like we had. I mean, we couldn't have been more elated about that. We were so excited. That was well, the big it was time. Bleecker Street. It was in the village. There was li- live music everywhere, and we got a gig. It was there. a legitimate gig. That's. I think that was how it was like a legitimate music venue. We yeah. were like, oh my god, we've made it. We made it. We were like, oh. <laughs> Until we had to play the three to four a.m. shift. <laughs> oh, oh my god, we had such. Uh... Remember, Such crazy times. On Monday nights, remember? We were playing on Monday nights from 9 to 3, alternating with two other bands. <laughs> and then we'd go, to, when we weren't on, we'd go down the block to the, what was that coffee shop or the diner we went to? It was a diner. Yeah, and, it wasn't Cafe Figurette. It was across the street from Cafe Figurette. And Figure. we were so broke. I remember <laughs> we were so broke that I would order the cheapest thing on the menu. I would get, I would get, um. A grilled cheese sandwich. Oh, God. And, I might and have gotten I might have gotten a few orders of the matzo ball soup there. I think you have. I think you have. Um, and then we would return back to, for our final oh. set, and we would close the night out with not me and Julio, but it was like we. Would I was going to say me and Julio. What? I was going to say me and Julio, but you say no. No, it was always uh, love the still one you with. Still the oh, one, right? Or love the love one you're with. Love the one you're with was a big one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Love the one you're with. We would close with. Um, so, so there was that. That was like a big moment. And we actually paid for our first recording, um, first CD actually, 
um, she's gotten a little mad. We paid for it through the money we earned at the back fence, and the back fence was paying us $120 a night in total. <laughs> so we would play there at least three times a week, sometimes four. How and do you remember that? Because I, I don't, I don't I believe, yeah. believe it or not, that was actually a lot of money. I because, mean, well, we were told know. by the owners of the back fence that we weren't allowed to share what we were getting paid with the other artists because they were oh, paying yeah. they were paying That's us a- they were paying us twenty dollars more than the others. <laughs> <laughs> and so we like culled together that money and then we would like over months and then it would afford us like one day at Cove City Sound Studio on a Saturday. And we would go in and we would record and then we sort of did that over the course of like two years. So so and then by and then we were able. I mean, there's you know, obviously we finished the CD, and now that's sort of what we're celebrating um, is like 25 years since that CD came out. Because you could argue almost any year is some sort of an anniversary year for right. us, for us. So, but it's 25 years since the CD, and uh, so we're going to sing some of those songs on June 22nd. I think we're on the main stage. I made a mistake. We're on the Branch Real Estate Group main stage. I insulted us. I thought I was going to say, "Aren't we on the main stage?" For God's sakes, I said to my. I was. A, I was a little. I was a little offended. I know. I know. Well, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm not traveling all this way to make a you know comeback appearance. I know. I know. So let me just say, for um, in my defense, and I don't want to throw Nini under the bus, but Nini had this grand idea that by shoving the reunion over to a side stage, that it would attract people over there I don't know what the thinking was behind it but um Nini's wonderful yes I though did debate it I debated it with her obviously and and she (laughs) relented and was like yeah fine you're on the main stage and then I forgot that I won the argument that's how often (laughs) I win that's how often I win debates with Nini and so I forgot (laughs) that I won and uh so I posted that other stage and then I looked on the run of schedule and I saw that it was we were on the main stage. I thought, oh my god, that's that's right. I won that. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's not about winning, Nini. It, you know what, Nini and I. Yeah, this Nini, is taking a turn. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, well, Nini and I are definitely like we refer to ourselves as those Muppets in the box, and <laughs> we often argue in agreement. You know what I yes. mean? It's like that kind of Love thing. The, yeah, the old guys. Yeah, yeah, and it. we're always yeah. in agreement, and we're arguing. No, I said this. And she says, no, I said this. And we're saying the same thing. So that happens really throughout much of the day. So you're like an old well, the, the, the album that, so that, you know, the album um, was a really big deal for us because it was all original except for the one cover that we put at the end. And it, it, we had that huge CD release party, oh, right? so fun. which we sold out. Um, we had to add a show. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh, right. So we, we, we did. Had, we had two shows and then we were at the bitter end and, and they, Ken came to us, Ken Gorka, the late. And, um, he said, they're lining up. They, st- they're the people out there. Would you add another show? And we were like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Oh, I was like, I remember I brought an extra t-shirt and I was like, I'm going to just change my shirt because I was just sweaty. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to change my shirt. And, <laughs> and then we had a whole nother audience come in. It was like wow. after two shows, we had like an eight o'clock show and then we did like a nine thirty show. And yeah. then 
I, I remember it, and um, um, we sold so many CDs at that gig. Here's it another was... couple of more fun facts. At that <laughs> that night, we had Julie Gold, the Grammy winner. She yes. sat in and played from a distance <laughs> before we went on. And then, even more fun fact for those of you who are fans of LP, who's like risen to mm-hmm. massive stardom. Uh, LP was one of my is well was one of my best friends we're not in contact all that often anymore but yeah. we're still in touch but lp and her band lionfish uh supported us too that night and did a set before we came on so um shout out we've all yeah. come a long way we've all come a long way from that night and i think that that night contributed to <laughs> it was just one step further that was a big night to do two it was shows. a very big night yeah, two sold out oh, shows so excited about it I, I, it was a big night, and I remember we had A and R people come down, oh, and yeah. it was it was for us. It was a, a it was magical, and we worked yeah. so hard to get there. Josephine Wiggs from the Breeders was in the audience. Oh my God, that's right, Kristen. How do you remember these things? I don't know. I just remembered stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was a fun night. So, um, you know, we're actually gonna have to wrap this up because I have to go on a radio interview with Nini. Um, and I have to go get her and we got to head over to this station but you know we're going to do this again because I think that people are going to want to hear more and there's still so much more to cover Um, and I just wanted to say though next week Peppy and Suzanne are blowing into town on Thursday June 20th Um, and actually I'm dragging you both we're going to rehearse obviously because we don't want to sound crappy on Saturday but um, (laughs) we are also mentoring a kid so and AR25 is mentoring a young girl named Chanel Bakov, who is a Seacliff Elementary School student. She's been working on the uh, singing the theme song to Friends. She had done it at the Seacliff Elementary School talent show. And That's she, so adorable. Yeah, I know. And she, you know, I think she felt like she didn't have a great performance there. And, and I thought it'd be really cool if we mentored her and got her ready. And she's going to jump on the main stage with us during our show. And we're all going to sort of watch her fly and help her if she needs it but we're gonna try to stay out of her way as best we can (laughs) but we're there for her mentoring her and then um but then thursday night i'm gonna drag you both too with us because we have another radio interview that night and i'm gonna just make you come with us so i'll i'll give you the details on that but so we're gonna do a a real live radio interview at a station a local station around here and then um and that's it you're gonna be at the game changer awards both of you on friday night and uh I really, Looking forward to that. I've given you both um, roles in the evening. <laughs> so anyone who's at the Game Changer Awards, you will see Peppy and Suzanne both glued to the sides of Sophie B. Hawkins and Paula Cole. <laughs> or at least, you know, at times, they are going to be the keepers of those two fine women. The, es- the escorts, the, the... That's right. Uh, yeah. The, the escorts and the... Fr- you, I'm sure you'll become fast friends with both of them. I'm excited. I, I can't wait for that. Me too. This is going to be an amazing right? night. It's going to be a good night. And then you're also both helping the one and only Lisa Cashman at the with the auctions. So so look for Pep and Suzanne if you owe money for an auction award. <laughs> an auction prize. There's some great, there's some great auction you. items. Some amazing auction items. And then the festival on Saturday is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. And we hit oh, the much. stage. What time did I say? Two something? You said like two two thirty five or two thirty five. Yeah. It's very precise. So yeah, because we are on, and then that's going to lead right into um, the girls rising panel discussion, and then all the grants that we give away, and then right, right. after that, Lucy Kaplansky hits the stage. So it goes oh, straight to like 
Kaplansky, Jill Sobule, Paula Cole, and then Antigone, Antigone Now. Antigone yeah. 25 and Antigone Now. And then, of course, <laughs> you know I'm dragging you both up at some point during Antigone Now, because there's no Antigone Fantastic. Now without Antigone then. Huh. And, and uh, I do want to just say, too, I know we just hit on it, but we're going to, and we're going to talk again, but honestly the day peppy left to me i was done and i was like we there's no possible way we can go on as antigone rising without peppy and uh and i remember we were working with producers at the time and managers and they were all like no you obviously can keep going you're going to find a new singer and then we can shop the band again and and it was really in that moment that it was the first time i think in the history of the band that suddenly the industry was like infiltrating our brains in some way. And like, and I suddenly was doing things against my instinct. And honestly, in the end, I think it's a great lesson because sometimes you actually don't know everything and you're not always, sometimes you got to go against your instinct and kind of mm -hmm. just keep putting one foot slowly in front of the other um, and realize that you can actually keep going. And I, I genuinely, I mean, in hindsight, you know, would it have been great? I just, I really do wish that foursome was the band that got signed and went on and lived the dream the way we had it planned, you know, but your, your dreams don't always go exactly as planned. And I think that we all ended up in the right place where we're supposed to be. I mean, mm -hmm. Pep, you started a family and you got these like, I mean, a couple of hunks of burning love for some. <laughs> uh, they, you know what? I, we can, we, this is a whole nother podcast. Yes, I know. We need because a part two. Because oh, yeah. because there's there's so many things that have gone on in all of right. our lives separately and collectively that had things gone differently, it, it would have been, uh, you know, a lot of things maybe that should have happened wouldn't have. So, exactly. you know, there's many forks in the road in yeah. our lives and we just got to keep keep following i don't know that's a whole nother podcast kristen i mean i know i know we'll get there that's we're going to start like a spiritual podcast i think yeah can i just say <laughs> can i just say at, at the wrap up here yeah what i remember the most about us all is we laughed like the tears <laughs> of laughter that came from us could have filled yes. the river i mean they say laughter is the best medicine i mean it sounds like a ridiculous adage but it's so true i mean we were doubled over like at least five times a, a night that's when we true. were together. Couldn't, yes. couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe. And so, that's why we need, we need to get half on the next podcast. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I can say, too, though, that um, that that has never left Antigone. That's never left yeah. the van. I mean, like, we still, like, I, Dina Toriello and I can just look at each other. I know exactly what she's thinking. We see something going on somewhere. She looks at me. I look at her. We're, and, I mean, side splitting. Jude Mallon, he was our, on our road crew for yeah. years, used to say that, the van rides were like her, um, her, her stomach workout because she would laugh so hard. <laughs> so, I yeah. mean, I think that that started with the four of us and we carried that through. Everything is Excellent. just don't take things so seriously. You can't because you'll just die, you know, in this business for sure. Anyway, mm -hmm. we're wrapping it up because I have to okay. run, but I love you both. We're going to okay, do this again. Okay, love you guys. Thank you, Susanna. Love you. Thanks, Susanna Bolsky. Thanks, Pepe Kokinas, a.k.a. Penelope Sanborn. We're going to see you on June 22nd at the Girls Rising Music Festival. 235 on the main stage, AR25. Love you both. Checking out. Toodaloo. Love you. Can't wait. Bye.
join rock band Antigone Rising as they celebrate the 6th annual Girls Rising Music Festival on Saturday, June 22nd at Morgan Park in Glen Cove, New York. Featuring branch mainstage headliners, Grammy winner Paula Cole, Jill Sobiol, Lucy Kaplansky, and Antigone Rising. The free festival opens at noon with suggested donation at the gate. All proceeds to support Girls Rising. For more information, go to girlsrising.org.